Blog Talk Radio. Discover. Transform. Manifest. Welcome to Empowered Whole Being Radio, a safe and sacred place to discover and explore our unity. Hello, fellow empowerment seekers, and hello, Rob. Hello, Candy. <laughs> Woohoo! Welcome. Uh, <laughs> another talk. <laughs> oh my God. <sighs> okay, so here we are again. <laughs> yet again. And yet again. And, um,. And we are excited to be here because today's topic, we hope you'll find it of great value because um, it is something that both Rob and I, and Rob just recently you've really dedicated and created some space for some deep silent retreat experiences. And I feel like you're... Your input today is of great value to our listeners. I've done this as well, but not not like you have, Robin, just as of late. You know, I've done it more in the past, but not right lately. And I think I'm about time for some more. <laughs> hmm. So um, I've, we hope you find this of value. There's, um, we'll be sharing some techniques and suggestions. You'll... You'll you'll find your own way that's best for you, but we'll go into that in a little bit. How about the last two weeks, Rob? Nothing happened, right? Just just ho hum, right? Ho hum, ho hum. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, I'm being totally too facetious. <laughs> too much, too much. <laughs> yeah, I did a uh, nine day silent meditation which we will talk about today in the show, um, and how you can do your own silent meditation, whether it be for a couple hours or a couple days or a couple weeks. Um, so we'll get into that. That's today's topic. So, yeah, I did the N90 meditation, came out of that, uh, feeling recharged, and this past week has been very interesting um, because then I went to the other, I don't know if it was, it went to the other extreme. It's just, it was just a different, completely energy, different energy field to be in. Um, one of my yeah, contrast. Yeah, yeah. His mother passed away, um, kind of unexpectedly. So I had a the death. Um, so death is always an interesting word and energy because it brings up a lot of different things and different people, um, and situations. So it's interesting to observe that and look at that. Um, and then also someone dear to me, um, is is went through some medical issues where they don't know. Um, if it might be possibly cancer or another disease. So even that possibility of that C word, cancer, um, it's very interesting, again, the energy around that word um, and what that creates. So um, it's been a very interesting weekend to go from, or interesting last week, to go from a nine-day silent meditation to adjusting out of that to the contrast of the energy of this past week. You know, it's it. I use the metaphor of 
swimming laps around a swimming pool, not back and forth, but around the outer edge of a pool, and that you swim in a certain direction for a length of time, you're going to create your own current, right? And so if we're swimming in a certain direction, transmitting and receiving um, certain bandwidths or frequency signatures of fear, anger, energy, unconsciously, of course, and then we do a clearing and we do a... um, like your silent retreat process where you're able to dig deep and um, and look at these things and then make new decisions about what it is that's really truly you, you know, coming back to your center of greater self creator. And then, then we're swimming in the opposite direction, right? So at first when we're swimming against the current we had already created, of that fear, anger, energy, so to speak, it feels more intense and it feels like it's like we're fighting against it. And it's just because we're not in, we are now vibrating in a new frequency and we're not in harmony with that anymore. And then we, we keep swimming in the opposite direction to say joy, more joy, love. Eventually we get the current going in that direction. So now we're being carried by it. It's looping in that direction. So it's not uncommon at all to have that experience where the contrast seems just extreme. When And what's interesting about that is that that's showing us what we were resonating with prior and accepted as our normal reality. I think it's very empowering to have that that awareness like you your you as greater self created for your rob avatar a beautiful opportunity of you know catalytic contrast of what it was that you transmitted and now you're in a whole different place mm-hmm. very much so yeah it was interesting it's like the energy of those two words and how i really um, from there was moments during the week that I got pulled into the energy of it, um, mm-hmm. and I felt it at my core, um, and I was struggling with it, and until I like you know was able to do a little meditation. So I what we're talking about today was in the nine day with a little silent meditations or going for walks or something simple, bring myself back into clarity, um, be able to observe it and not be it. I guess. Yep. Which is different, because um, when you're in it, then you feel it and everything and the energy behind it, and it can be very... You get, you're in a loop. Yeah, yeah, you're in a loop. loop. Um, mm-hmm. and, and that's when you feel like, yeah, you're like, how am I going to get out? You feel like, like, I remember even saying at one point, I feel like I'm hanging in by a thread this week. Um, <laughs> thing happens, yeah. I'm just going to, like, get pushed off a ledge. Like, like just, <laughs> yeah, it was just about, like, that kind of energy. And I'm like, what? This isn't, like, after getting to that point, uh, almost like a breaking point, and saying, oh, no, this is not me. So I had to really take a step back and observe it and say, yes, I can still observe all this and still witness all of this. I just don't need to... Be it. Uh, be it. Right. Be that energy. Embrace it as your reality. Right. Because when we embrace it as our reality, then we're signaling the quantum field, the universe, whatever term you want to use, that we want more of it. 
mm-hmm. more more discord, more frenetic energy, more uh, illusion of separation, more angst, you know, all of that. Yeah, and being in that position, I mean, it wasn't helping me. It was making me a wreck. And then it doesn't really help anybody that else, you know. No, because it just keeps it, um, it expands just, it, right? Yeah, basic quantum mechanics, what you focus upon, whether it's consciously or unconsciously, expands. More of it is created. Mm-hmm. That's the power of silent retreat, being able to recognize yeah. what's what, for sure. Which is really... Well, which is really important, especially because I said, like, those two words, death and cancer, can um, contain a lot of energy, um, very phonetic energy around them um, that create a lot of fear in people. Um, Mm -hmm. You're going to feel it more intensely, especially when it's loved ones and close friends, which is like loved ones. I need to be close. You're going to, it magnifies that energy. um, Because it's your your group blocking system, too. Right. It's your group blocking system. So you do have in common uh, certain research energies and belief patterns that hold those fear, anger, unconscious fear, anger energies and beliefs in in in, uh, in a loop, you know, that keeps reinserting them. Yeah. <clears throat> and when you're in that fear mode, like, uh, you're, like you're not supporting yourself or others. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Because you're just in the loop with them. And when everybody's in the loop, right. <laughs> I mean, everybody's on the, like, the, the merry-go-round. Somebody needs to be, like, you know, somebody needs <clears> to be supporting <throat> the merry-go-round instead of being on the merry-go-round. Wait, let's, um, let's, let's give this another bit of, um, of um, conceptual visual, uh, vision here or visualization. The merry-go-round from hell. <laughs> right, like right. That's spinning what it feels really like. fast, oh, that's what it and you're like, like ah. <laughs> spinning out of control. But you, and you're in that merry-go-round with that when you're yeah. running that energy, when you're running that fear energy. So you take it exactly. when you can jump off the merry-go-round and just observe the merry-go-round, then you're actually, what happens is, when we start, that merry-go-round slows down just a bit. Yeah. Because you're not on it, so it's less weight on that merry-go-round, and you're observing it from a place of love, so that merry-go-round slows down. So the people that are going through that are still on the merry-go-round, at least it's not going as fast for them. <laughs> it does. It does because, you know, well, we're really getting into our topic here, so. <laughs> <laughs> Which you can tell we're not ready to talk about this or anything, huh? <laughs> oh, God. Well, I'll just briefly recap and then we'll move on because, you know, this is such a great topic. We'll, um, we want to be able to invite our listeners to call in as well if they, if they would like to. <laughs> Um, my last couple weeks, um, I did another core issue session on myself last week. And, um, so I'm in the midst of, um, hasn't even been quite seven days yet. I don't believe. And, um, it's been kind of a blur for me. There was... Um, this core ish, this module that I just released last week was a lot of energy around fragmentation, creating the you know holding that illusion of everything being in uh, separate, broken, fragmented, and um, 
like overwhelmed with how is it all going to work? You know, how is this going to really work? And 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 the, the real um, deep, deep universal, it uh, wasn't just from my energy field, it was universal blocking belief of the aloneness, the emptiness, the no support, how do you do it, all that kind of stuff. So prior to doing the core issue session, there was a lot of that coming up in the uh, thought patterns of my avatar. I would observe it flowing through, you know, and creating situations that kept reflecting that sensation of overwhelm, you know, mm. everything in little pieces. How is it going to come together? All that kind of stuff. So since the core issue session, that's calmed down, you know, because the intensity of that module is gone. But I've been observing a lot of the things that um, both in my um, natural products company business and just, you know, everywhere, how that had been co-created before and now it was um, shifting into more of a unified experience. And, and the the beautiful thing about this is that when we don't have those modules with their energetic interference, which is their job. It's not a bad thing. It's what they're supposed to be doing. You know, so we can set up our research um, opportunities. Right. When we don't have it, though, um, and we, I'm realizing that, or I'm experiencing now in a more holistic, integrated way here in the third dimension, that it's true. If I feel and believe and feel the coming together and the wholeness of everything and that it it's all good, it's all coming together perfectly, then it does. It, it sounds so simplistic, but when you actually feel it and it's not an intellectual concept, it's so different. So that's been my... That's where I am right now, and um, part of that was um, part of my physical imbalance that is happening right now is part of that download, you know, that um, release. Which is just fascinating because the energy that you are experiencing just mirrors what I was experiencing as well. We're going through very... Similar experiences, just in a different way. Yeah, it's universal. We're releasing on a universal level. That's, I, in my belief, that is part of our bigger purpose. So, last episode. Um, so today we're going to be doing exploring the self-realization power and purpose of silent retreat. So we already kind of talked about that. Let's just jump to. Um, our last show was the 2015 Energetic Shifts and What Will 2016 Bring? And um, that's a fun show, um, some insights on numerology and astrology and um, just talking about setting focus and intention and all that. So if you haven't listened to the show, I invite you to do that. We'd love for you to provide feedback. And then, Rob, do you have any announcements? Uh, no, I mean, at Living Balance Center, we continue in Royal Oak. 
Michigan. Uh, we're going to see you tomorrow. We have our longer immersion. Um, we're actually, I think we're actually at capacity for that tomorrow. We're sold out. Uh, but our Wednesday immersion is um, a little bit, uh, it's open to everybody, 6.30 to 7.30 p.m. Um, and Living Balance Center in Royal Oak. Uh, we have all the information on livingbalancecenter.com. Uh, so, yeah. And if you're looking to attend an expo in the Metro Detroit area, there is two coming up in March. Um, the first weekend in March is the Royal Oak um, Health and Wellness Expo that we will be at. It's at Royal Oak High School. Um, it is free of charge just to go around and listen to vendors. Um, there's uh, booths and vendors to listen to. Um, and then this first week in March, and then the third week in March, second or third week in March, um, is the Awaken Empowered Expo that we will be at. And they're actually having a two-for-one sale right now. It's actually in Detroit, Michigan. Um, it's a larger expo, so there's actually there'll be presenters from all over the United States um, flown in um, to present on health and wellness and energy and all different kinds of topics. Will uh, Dr. We will Sam be there margin. again? I think so. Um, I'm not sure, but I think he is again going to be another guest at that weekend. It'll be um, it'll be interesting to hear about his new findings about the deeper set of tunnels beneath the ones that you excavated last past summer. Yeah, yeah. So, if I mean, he's if there, I want to hear all. In that, um, yeah, I want to hear all about yeah, it. If he is. Going, he is. Yeah, you can go on the LakeandEmpoweredExpo.com, their website. Um, they're selling tickets right now through January 25th. Um, like I said, that's special right now. That's why I'm mentioning it because they're having a two-for-one. You buy one ticket and you get one free. So it's great. it's a really good deal. Um, so, yeah. Cool. Yeah, but it will be cool to see Dr. Sam. I mean, he, he discovered, for the, our listeners that don't know, he um, discovered pyramids in Bosnia, and I had a chance to go to Bosnia and actually volunteer and help um, dig out the tunnels this past summer. Um, and he was I met him actually at the last year expo. So yeah, and then like Kenny had mentioned, um, since I've been there they discovered a whole other tunnel system underneath the tunnels that I was digging. So yeah, it will be fascinating to see his new research on that and what that I wonder if there's a difference in the frequency resonance in the lower tunnel or if it's the same as the network of tunnels that you excavated. Be interesting to know. That no, whole thing is fascinating. Like, I, it's just yeah. so fascinating to me, that whole project. I that's on my list of things I'm going to do. <laughs> I don't really um, – the only announcements I have are the same as I always do, which is if you would like to stay in touch with us and what we're doing, you can go to – if you're on Facebook, go to Facebook and um, like our page, Empowered Whole Being Foundation, and on the, we do our announcements for the radio show there for the topics and various different things. And uh, – also, we have uh, Empowered Hoping Press, and um, if you're a visionary author and you're looking for a, a publisher, that a self-publishing service that also can support you and provide options for marketing your book, we do all that. You can check out the website, empoweredholbeingpress.com. And then, we, I haven't done much with this for a while because I've been so busy publishing books. <laughs> However... 
Empowered Whole Being TV channel has the ongoing Infinity Experience Project. And if you would like to share uh, your, like a 10, 15 minute, we do videos where people can share their Infinity Experience. And what that means to me is when a person um, and their physical consciousness becomes aware of the fact that they're actually more than that, that awakening or that reawakening experience. So um, you can check out on YouTube the Empowered Whole Being uh, TV channel, and you can see Rob has a video up there of me interviewing Rob, and um, just lots of different ones there. William Brown from the Res the Resonance Project. And um, that's a good one. So anyway, there's that as well. We'd love to have you share your experience because you never know whose heart it will touch. So today's topic, exploring the self-realization power and purpose of silent retreat. This is something that when you, and I'm going to bring come back to the Bosnian pyramids, one of the things that Dr. Sam pointed out to us, to Rob and I, when he was interviewed on the show, and I think you probably learned this when you listened to him speak at the expo, is that due to the increased, um, how am I put this, the increase or this, just the, the sheer volume of wireless um, technology and all of these low frequency waves that the frequency of the earth that we're walking around in <laughs> our third dimension experience has been greatly shifted from what it used to be and inside the pyramid in the tunnels it is still the 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 basic earth frequency now help me with this rob the the original Earth frequency was 7.3 hertz. Mm -hmm. Isn't that about right? Yeah, I think, yeah. And that now it's, what, 16-something? Yeah. I want to say 16.7. Yeah, like doubled, almost doubled, mm. tripled. Mm-hmm. And the thing about that, is that it causes a certain level of anxiety and frenetic kind of feeling that we've become so accustomed to because it, it didn't happen like, you know, one day it's one day, one way, and the next day it was something else. So there was a huge contrast. It's been slowly increasing and easing to this higher level of, of um, frequency. And when you were in... Bosnia in the pyramids doing the, the volunteer work, you were able to experience the contrast. Mm -hmm. Would you yeah. share about that for just a moment? Yeah, the contrast in energy. Yeah, when you were down in the tunnel system, um, it's just like you, you breathe easier. Um, you're just happier. Like, I mean, you're just smiling and giggling, and it's just that natural rhythm and frequency of the earth that you were in. Um, you would think being deep, deep down in a tunnel system that you'd feel 
I don't know, you feel like dark or wet or, um, I mean, we were down there for six, seven hours a day and, um, they didn't want to leave. I mean, it was just a very, very playful, very fun, um, very harmonizing, that unity feeling, um, oh, that when you do a meditation or, you know, and you go back to that place of unity within, that's, I mean, I'm talking from my own personal experience. That's what I experienced. I, you know, I start to smile more. I start to giggle more. Um, you're just feeling that your cells vibrate. You're feeling that unity within expresses itself. And that's what you can feel within the tunnel system. And so I bring that up because it sort of it helps to set the stage of the intention of a silent retreat. I... Um, even in nature, I mean, I would think in a forest or um, desert or wherever it might be that that is calming for each individual, whatever you're drawn to, would possibly have a difference in the hertz, the frequency. However, it's so important to power down all of the equipment in the house, if you're in your house, turn off your your uh, wireless router, your router in general, um, power down the cell phones, computers, everything like that. And if you have a TV, some of these screens, you know, when you have them plugged into, like we have ours plugged into our house in... Uh, a surge protector, to turn off the surge protector. Things like that can really help lower the frequency in your space so that it's less interference. Um, there is a website. It's Altera. Altera, I think it is. A-U-T... E-R-R-A, and I mention that because I'm looking for, oh, they're not here, um, I was looking in my bookshelf here in the office for um, an example of one of them, but they have equipment and there's lots of research data on their website of what, they're, what they've accomplished in, their, in testing these products they have that can um, bring the EMF levels down so that the frequency rate is more calming. And I purchased and used and noticed the difference immediately. One of their household products that you, it looks like, um, it looks sort of like a, a, an, industrial, an adapter for outlet like a three prong but it's it's an self-contained unit you plug it into your wall socket and it uses the wiring in your house to to spread it's the energy which brings the whole level of frequencies down and I got that because here where I'm based in California we have these things called smart meters which wirelessly transmit the data to the power company of the usage of electric and gas. And I noticed when that was put in, kind of an angst energy. And I actually started getting nightmares 
and which was interesting. So I started reading up on it, and then I found this product. And the day that I plugged it in on the wall near where the EMF, um, I mean, where the smart meter was, it was interesting because I felt the whole energy just come down. And if it gets unplugged, I and I, I start and I don't know it's unplugged. I start feeling things speeding up again, you know, more anxious. I don't know how else to describe it. So there are products that you can get that will help bring more of a sense of peace and and um, calmness to your living space. If you have a lot of EMFs around you, if you're near power lines, those big transmitters, things like that. So that's a real key element in preparing for a silent retreat if you're doing it in your home, is to make sure you power everything down. And um, Rob, do you want to share anything about that? Yeah. Um, it's refreshing. I Like I said, I just in the beginning of the show, I did a, a, a nine-day silent retreat. Um, I try to do one at least once or twice a year. I've been doing it for the last three or four years. Um, I usually do five to seven. Um, but I like this meditation was about um, allowing it to unfold naturally without any set, like, oh, I'm doing it for five days and doing it for seven days and doing it for nine days. Um, I didn't really have an agenda. I just sort of had the open time that my schedule allowed, and I allowed it to flow naturally, um, which is good if you have that ability to do it. Um, if you have to set a, a time limit, that's okay, too. Um, it's just depending on what you need at the moment. Um, but I mean, yes, definitely power down and let people know that you, if you feel like you, um, like if you need to check your phone to check for a family member or check for email for work, let people know ahead of time. Um, just send out a quick message to people saying, I'm going to do a silent meditation. I'll let you know when I'm out. Change your voicemail. Um, do all those little preparations. So then during meditation, you're not worrying. You're like, oh, what happened if someone emails me or someone calls me or, you know, because your mind will go there. Um, so in order to feel comfortable in the space of going into a meditation, um, if it's longer than a few hours, if it's a day or two days um, or longer, that's why I would recommend to, um, in preparation, is let others know or, like I said, change your voicemail, put a message on your email, um, just so then you're not worrying about that during your meditation. It gives you the space and the clarity to go where you need to go uh, without having to, yeah, but when you do are able to shut down and, you know, get off the computer and get off the phone. Um, and yes, I did it mine for nine days. So I did that. I put a message on Facebook letting people know. Um, and then respecting my face. Um, I did have my phone. I did not turn on my phone, but I did check it. Um, usually about every other day just for any kind of, um, like, a message. I did not check the email. Because um, I figured that was not as important for me. Um, I just checked it for like a, a text message. If there's anybody, I told people if they needed to absolutely get a hold of me, they could send a text or come over to my house. Um, but I did check it like every, like I said, every two days maybe, um, just for about 30 seconds. Okay, no text message. It goes right back in the drawer. Power's down. Um, so, I mean, that in itself is refreshing because um, I know for myself, you know, you especially with now, you have technology, and I uh, have a wellness center in the business, so we're always, I am always, like, either checking email or posting something on Facebook for the business or myself or 
um, responding to messages and scheduling the, uh, appointments and um, so for not being able to get on technology for nine days was amazing for me. That was a vacation in itself. Um, but even if you can do it for two hours or four hours, it resets the mind. It do, it really does reset the whole nervous system because then you're not feeling like, oh my God, I have to respond or I have to, you know, on that go-go, that energy like we were talking about earlier on that merry-go-round. Um, you get on that merry-go-round and you feel that energy because you, you feel connected to everything. So to disconnect and actually reconnect to yourself, reconnect to your inner self is what you're doing. You're disconnecting from the energy around you but reconnecting to yourself. Um, you're getting off that merry-go-round and by reconnecting back to your true self, when you get back, you're in a much better place and you can respond and to life situations that come up much differently. Um, yeah. Because in the past, um, my meditations, I said, you know, I had a very detailed thing. I'm going into a five-day meditation. I'm doing a seven-day. Where this one, um, it actually started quicker than I had anticipated, which was beautiful. Um, on Christmas Eve, I had thought I was going somewhere on vacation. I'm like, oh, I want to go somewhere warm. I'm from Michigan. I want to be in a warm weather. So I might go California or Hawaii or go somewhere warm and then go on a beach and visit some friends. Um, and right up until the last minute, and then I woke up on Christmas Eve and I felt this kind of very intense energy um, I even called Candy that morning. Um, but what was happening is I was going into the meditation already. After I was able to sit with that, my body dropped into this deep, deep, deep state of stillness, um, very similar to the energy that I experienced in Bosnia and before, um, but this, this deep place of stillness within. And, I, I mean, I, could, I, could, I couldn't get up. I mean, I was in this space for like three, four hours, and, um, yeah, I got upstairs and walked downstairs, and by the time I got upstairs, downstairs, I was in a deep meditation again. But it was interesting because it was, this meditation was, now that I was able to look back and reflect on it, it was about allowing myself to um, what I needed and to honor that. Because it was, like you said, it was Christmas Eve, the next day was Christmas Day, and I had not the anticipation, but it's a holiday. I have family parties to go to and family events to go to, and I should do this and I should do that. That word should comes up. Um, and it's like, and should is expectations. So it's allowing yourself to say, yes, it is Christmas, but I need to honor myself right now in this space. This is where my body's heading and this is where my body's going, and I'm going to honor that for me. Um, I see my family all the time, so I can see them all the time. So it being Christmas or Christmas Day, it's just another day. Um, yes, it's a holiday and it's special, but energetically, I can see them anytime. So it was letting go of that, oh, I should be there, I should be there, I should do this. No. Um, and that's part of a meditation, allowing yourself the space to be, be with yourself, to be really connect with yourself. First, I should, I should check email, or I should go see this person, or I should run this errand. Allowing yeah. yourself to let those should go and allowing yourself the space to go within. I think it's important to also add in that um, 
it's to really when we talk about going within what we're talking about is shifting your energetic frequency from predominantly fear anger types of um, bandwidths of frequencies to joy love and I may notice that I often uh, that I normally say joy love like joy first then love because I find in my experience that the energy of joy is has has a unity in it. It has wholeness and completeness in it. Whereas the energy of love especially in the human third dimension perception of it has the energy of duality and incompleteness, something external. Joy is whole, complete, unified, internal, whereas love has a thread through it, especially in human perception, of um, duality. Something else external is needed in order to feel an expansion of love. So when a silent retreat um, during a silent retreat, it's, uh, I believe, important to become aware of what frequency um, I am in harmony with. Is it fear-anger unconsciously or joy-love? And by using the heart, which is the primary transmitter of, of electromagnetic frequencies, to shift into a joyous state of being. And that's easy to do by invoking um, some beautiful experience you personally had in nature. And if <clears throat> when you do your silent retreat, say for instance, you only have like three hours, so you can, you want to start out with just three hours. And maybe all you can do, because maybe at your home, you have roommates or family, and it's a bit too much activity, then you can maybe drive or walk to some place that's quiet, um, nature, in your car, you can do this, um, turning off your phone and feeling the beauty of your surroundings so that you can shift the heart into a joy energy and then bring that energy into your body. Because we aren't even aware how sometimes we walk around and our bellies are all tight. Like like just as if it was like a fist. <laughs> and when we <clears throat> relax and bring in the joy energy into our belly, it softens. It begins to unwind is what I often, you can feel it. And the belly is where the enteric nervous system is, which is your whole GI track, it has a hundred million neurons, either this, which is about what the central nervous system has, and it controls a lot of uh, what goes on in the brain and our heads. So the enteric nervous system is the primary receiver of electromagnetic frequencies. So the heart. Um, transmits out and the belly brain receives in. So when we get those two primary 
areas of our physical and energetic bodies in harmony with the joy-love frequencies, then that quiets the mind, the thoughts. And it gives you a home base, like a center, some place you can be. When we talk about going within, that's what we're talking about. And from that place, you can observe with more compassion and objectivity what kinds of thoughts pop in. Are, there, are they diminishing thoughts like um, devaluing your, your, your sense of self and being? Are they thoughts in any kind of thought that diminishes your value? Just ask, you know, what's that really about? Just observe. And um, as you're doing that, in this silence, without anything else going on, you're providing such support and opportunity for expressing and feeling love and joy for your being, for you, your body, your your energy, who you think you might be. And it also allows the opportunity for that identity to shift. Because who you think you are may not be who you really are. And what I mean by that is that you may be a, begin to experience the greater identity of all of us. We are already the creator. And these kinds of moments of silent retreat especially provides, you can feel it. It no longer is an intellectual concept. Oh, yes, we are all the creator. It becomes your knowingness, your beingness. You can feel the beauty of who we all really truly are. And that's a huge, huge gift from creating space for a silent retreat. Rob, and allow, I'd love to hear like, your thoughts on that. Well, yeah, no, I was just going to say that. I mean, that's a big thing that came up for me during this nine-day silent retreat to allow that to unfold, but to allow myself to fully receive it. I had the intellectual concept, and I have even felt it um, on certain levels. I felt the, um, the unity and the love for myself and the love from others receiving that. Um, and I felt it, um, but not to the... I, during this 90-day meditation, I received it on a whole other level. Um, like, and, and that's why um, I encourage people to, to really look at that. How much do you really allow yourself um, to fully receive love from yourself or love from others? And what I mean by that, so I'll give you a, an example... So if you're around your friends, family, public, whatever, and if somebody gives you a compliment, just observe. I'm saying, you know, I I give you just a, like for your own awareness, observe to see how you respond to that compliment or that gesture that somebody might else do for you. You immediately feel like you compliment them back or do you feel like you have to do something for them um, or, or are you able to fully receive that compliment that they give you and allow yourself to breathe it into the depths of your being? To say, yeah, wow, that was really great. You know, um, 
it's just really something interesting to observe. I've been observing it myself and others. Um, so I encourage you or invite you to do that yourself. Um, the next time you get a compliment, like you said, from somebody else or somebody tries to give you love um, in a different way, a hug or something, just notice how you receive that. Are you able to receive it and to what level are you allowing that in? Um, that's that's a good uh, suggestion, Rob. And uh, to piggyback on that, I'm going to also suggest that it's the beginning of the new year, and you know how we're all talking about resolutions and, you know, new year, new you, all that kind of stuff. And I'd like to throw out there on the table that as we do that, unknowingly, unconsciously, we're often setting our new year resolutions or our, you know, objectives or wish list or whatever you want to call it, based upon our current perception of our reality, based upon the past beliefs. And without realizing it, we're carrying forward the same belief patterns and the same types of co-created experiences into each new year and wondering why we end up in the same place. So one of the great tools of, or not tool, one of the, the great gifts of a silent retreat is it is like a reset, huh, Rob? It, you're becoming, you, you get off the merry-go-round and you become aware of the kinds of thoughts and beliefs, or more aware, I should say, of the kinds of thoughts and beliefs that are predominantly transmitting from your unconscious. Now, Dr. Bruce Lipton, who is a quantum biologist, has said, and his research has said, that 93 to 95% of our transmissions, thoughts, feelings, all of that, is unconscious. We aren't even aware of what it is. And do we are unaware of the fact what we're transmitting, so then when we keep co-creating by our transmissions, create our physical reality because the quantum field complies to what we transmit. So we begin to see that that is our truth when it's not necessarily so. A silent retreat will allow you the opportunity to step back. Even again, if it's only for three hours, and maybe you can do three hours once or twice a month, and over time it'll unfold and you'll begin to um, experience fully and completely within your beingness more and more the connectedness, the unity of who you really are as creator. And that the story of your human self is not your identity. It's merely something that all of us have here in the third dimension, um, like a little research program, but it definitely is not the sole sum of who we are. And to be able to have that um, awareness and not 
embrace our experiences here in the third dimension is our whole reality, that gives a lot of freedom to allow things to shift. So again, that's another key element and gift from including the opportunity for silent retreat in your on your path of self-discovery and self-realization. Yeah, and to add to that as well, another strategy that you can use um, to go into an hour or two hours or three hours, something that you can do every day, um, is to practice um, your awareness of being present in the moment. Um, so a lot of times during meditation, our people are like, I don't know how to quiet my mind. My mind jumps all over. I'm thinking all over the place. Um, the one thing that helps with that, even myself, it came up during my own meditation because I'm in the same space. It gets easier over time, but I still, um, when I'm on that merry-go-round, it's, yeah, I have to remind myself. So, and so an example of how to do that, even in your daily life, is this um, back to brushing your teeth or getting ready in the morning. So you're brushing your teeth. I'm putting, I mean, you literally go through step by step. There's probably 20 steps to brushing your teeth. Um, but I don't know about you, but like when you brush your teeth or take a shower, a lot of people are thinking about their day already. What am I going to do? Where am I going to go? Oh, this appointment, this appointment. So are we really being, Is where is our awareness? Our awareness not being in the moment. We're already in the future trying to predict um, what's happening. And what I noticed in my own meditation is when I was doing that, then I was creating more misery for myself and more fear for myself because I was already trying to predict what was happening that day or the next day or five days from now. Um, and then when those expectations don't come about or, you know, I couldn't get them all in, then it, you, you cause more anxiety. So it's allowing yourself to be in the moment and um, allow those things to unfold as they need to. So like when you're brushing your teeth, I'm like going through the steps. So this is what I would either say out loud or say in my head. I'm getting the toothbrush out of the cabinet. I'm getting the toothpaste out of the cabinet. I'm unscrewing the top. I'm squeezing the toothpaste onto the toothbrush. I'm putting the top back on the toothpaste. I'm putting the toothpaste back in the cabinet. I'm picking up the toothbrush. I'm putting the toothbrush in my mouth. I'm brushing my right you know, teeth on the top, then I'm moving to the middle, I'm moving to the left. I mean, literally go, I know that sounds like a lot right there, that was, what, probably about 10, 15 steps, and we just started brushing our teeth, but literally going through every step like that helps you to really be aware and be in the moment, so you're not creating that fear energy or anxiety or anxious energy of what I'm doing next or what I'm doing in the future, and that can go for showering. I'm washing my arm right now. I'm washing my chest. I'm washing my belly. I'm washing my shoulders. I'm washing my back. I'm washing my legs. Going through each body part and then giving gratitude for that body part um, because you're being present and aware of what you're doing in the moment. And that can go through, even if you pick one or two activities, even like I said, your morning routine, um, just to try to get into the habit of that, what you'll notice over time is more and more activities that you do when driving in a car. That's another time that sometimes your my mind can wander um, as you're focusing on the traffic, but also if you're driving the same route every day, it becomes automatic um, or eating. So you can really do this strategy with any technique throughout your day. Um, and like I said, even if you pick one activity every day, I'm going to practice at brushing my teeth every morning. 
And that's great because then you're allowing yourself five minutes every day to be present, um, which is such a gift to yourself. Uh, and eventually over time, those gifts, it will expand and it will make I like doing it in the morning. If you're going to practice um, it, I, I invite you to do it in the morning because then it's, it's just setting the energy for the day. They're really starting your day out on a nice, fresh note. Right, um, because you're starting out already in alignment with joy love because what you're talking yeah. about is as having full focus and awareness of every every action in 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 a state of gratitude for the ability to have that toothpaste, for the ability to put it on the toothbrush. Having in a state of gratitude, that is shifting your heart and belly brain into the joy love. And I have discovered that the cacophony of negating thoughts and, and distracting energy that pops in when we're wanting to meditate is really diminished greatly when our belly brain is receiving in from the joy love frequency if you're having if your heart is feeling joyful but your belly brain is not receiving in joy or in the joyful same state of being you will get a lot of negative thoughts a lot of interference i've played around with this quite a bit and noticed that if your heart's in coherence with joy love but your belly brain is not it's even sounds louder <laughs> you know so once the belly brain is in alignment with joy love as well then i guarantee you you will have a very diminished experience you'll be able to stay more easily in that state of uh, expanded centered joyful loving energy and be able to observe more freely without being pulled away we're down to five minutes for the show rob is there any last little conclusion thoughts you'd like to share um yeah the only thing i would like to share is just um just really observe um go back to that witness observing with compassion um, with, with compassion yeah, with compassion um and just be gentle. Be gentle with yourself. Um, exactly. I know um, for myself, you know, I part of this meditation, like I said, the two things up was receiving love from myself and from others, really allowing myself. But part of that receiving love from myself and feeling that unity is having that compassion for myself. Um, for saying, um, you know, those thoughts, the thoughts can get in the way of like, oh, why can't I meditate or why can't I do this or why, the why mm-hmm. issue or I should be here, and I should be at the family's house, or I should be visiting this person, or responding to right. them. Um, those those like two those words. Should, those should and why um, yeah. really add up to a lot of self-judgment um, on yourself. And, and victim energy. Time, it, it really, yeah, and it really can play on a person. So um, mm-hmm. just to be gentle with yourself and just observe that. And when it comes up, that's okay. Um, just, you know, it's just observing witnessing it. It's data. Again, not being on not data. Yeah. Not being on the merry go round, just observing it as data and it is what it is and it's just there's to show you information. It show shows you information of what has been previously transmitted, but it's not a validation of your value or who you are. It's simply data. On that note, 
Um, thank you, Rob, so much. I love it. Thank you all who listened in today. Um, we send you all a bounty of joy and love. And in two weeks, we'll be back again. And I would like to put out to our listeners to reach out to us through the Empowerful Being Facebook page and give us some suggestions of topics. Now, we always come up with stuff because we get guidance on, you know, what feels right. But I would love, if that's okay with you, Rob, to get feedback from our, our listening audience on what kinds of topics seem to be coming up for them. What would yeah, they like to discuss? What would they like to explore and um, build more community here? So we'll be back with you in two weeks. And uh, until then, joy be with you. And what we're going to do is finish the show by just shifting into a state of joy, love, um, coherence. And we use that, we do that by focusing on our heart. And um, I invite you to invoke and relive a moment in nature that you personally experienced that was so awe-inspiring. You just wanted to smile, maybe laugh. It just felt so good. And just let that expand in your heart. And let that flow and through your whole body and just Imagine a beam of energy coming from your heart. Imagine it going into a beautiful, bright light. Let that represent the true identity of us as creator. And from that space of total unity and joy, a beam of energy comes into your tummy, into your belly, and just fills it with that joyful energy. Let's just uh, let that cycle out from the heart into the light, from the light into your belly. And just let that expand. If anything feels tight in your body, you can just send this energy to it and just tell it, deactivate, dissolve, release. And then come back into that space of feeling the joy in your heart, feeling it in your belly. You can use that visualization, the beam of energy going out from the heart into the light and from the light into the belly. And now let's add a beam of energy coming from the light into the top of your head, into your pineal gland. And just let that flow. Now another beam of energy comes from the light into your back between your shoulder blades, flowing through, then coming right back out the heart flowing back into the light. You're creating your own toroidal flow of joy, love, focused energy. And let that expand. And begin and begin to feel that you are this energy. This is your home base. That everything else other than this, is just research. Your true identity is this, this space of joy, love, this space of resonance. Until we're together again in two weeks, joy be with you. This has been Empowered Whole Being Radio. 
Thank you for joining us. On-demand episodes are available at empoweredwholebeing.com. Until next time, joy to you.